0: The one and only CEO and co-founder of Cloud Microphones, the legendary Mr. Roger Cloud. Welcome, sir.
1: Hey guys. Great to see you, Roger. Good to
0: see you guys. I can't believe that we have the one and only Roger Cloud in the house. It's it's a long time coming, my friend, because we had we first I had our conversation a number of months ago, and it was one of those right. times where I was like, man, I wish I had hit the record button on this Zoom call. I had no idea what to expect, but uh, you know, you know, we're fast friends. When it's like two and a half hours later, we're like, hey, I think I need to go eat dinner, or you know, whatever. <laughs> but it was course. a great conversation, man, and I,
1: that's I'm just great. honored and hanging out with you
2: guys in Florida too. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, that was that
1: was a lot of fun, and and and, and we might be doing that again. I think uh, in uh, January, if you're. You're heading back that way for the tenth anniversary of Podcast. 10th anniversary, wow. And, uh, well, it may and be also, a little
2: tricky, that's right around the NAM show time. So oh, can, mm, we might have to have
1: him change mm, the, the new dates. Ring you here. So. Yeah. But but yeah, th- shout out to Chris Kreminsos who introduced oh, I, us. We want to thank Chris for that. And that uh, we really appreciate that. But
2: well, yeah, he's the one true. that told me about you guys. He's like, you gotta meet these guys. So you know, he yeah. he introduced us by email before uh, before the podcast podfest show and um and then we got to hang out in Orlando so
1: yes yes Uh, yeah that was that was a lot of fun definitely that was great
2: I love what you guys are doing hats off to you yeah thank you we
0: we appreciate that's I mean that's huge coming from you because I think you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about your story Roger you've been you've been in this thing for a minute And you have quite, and we found that out relatively quickly in that conversation uh, that we had with you. And you've you've been around a number of legends, and you have a a tremendous uh, sort of story as to what cloud microphones is all about. But I want to start, if I could, here, and we've got some questions already on Amazon. So Ben, hang out, hang on. We're going to get to your question, and that is the cloud lifter. Okay, everyone, you know our audience entrepreneurs, podcasters, business owners, live streamers, maybe just a solo creator, right? They hear about this thing. They hear about this metal box that's blue that's called a cloud lifter, and they just have like a a cursory knowledge of audio. All they know is like, boy, if I get this, it's going to make things better or louder if I have a microphone like a Shure SM7B, but louder isn't necessarily better. It's not exactly what it does, right? But right. they have a cursory knowledge at this point of, of audio, and they know generally that this is a thing that they may want. So if I'm a podcaster, solo creator, why should I get a Cloudlifter CL1?
2: Um, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Um, and just to back that up just a little bit, um, mm-hmm. I want to start with, um, you know, for, for content creators out there, you know, <clears throat> A dynamic type microphone. There's there's three common types that are are used frequently today. Um, the the first is the dynamic microphone, such as the SM7B, or even basic microphones like the SM58, handheld handheld uh, type dynamic microphones that you see at every live venue ever. Right, right. Um, these are one of the preferred, you know types of microphones to use for spoken, spoken voice. And if you're podcasting and you're creating, then, you know, it, it's really uh, it's going to be the type of microphone that gives you um, sort of the most flattering sound um, where you know if you have like the other two types are condenser microphones and ribbons ribbons are also quite gorgeous i have one of the cloud ribbons here we're going to we're going to switch over to that in a moment just to just show you a little bit of a contrast um, um <clears throat> but to uh, you know to get to to the point of the of of what i'm saying here is that the condenser microphones they're beautiful there's a lot of them there's a lot of great uses for them but you really need a treated environment and and have a lot of you need to have a lot of control over your room and the sound waves and that, that can reflect, can can really make a, a very expensive condenser microphone sound very bad, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you're not in the right situation with it. So, you know, that being said, most of the USB microphones tend to be uh, condenser types, which aren't really the uh, preferred technology, um, because that's why you hear a lot of uh, podcasts and things. They they sound like they're in a kitchen or a bathroom, or yep. you know, they just don't have a good sound quality to them. So, I want to encourage people to research dynamic type microphones. Fortunately, they're the least expensive of the three types, so that's that's in your favor there. Um, but one thing they do need is a lot more gain, and that's one of the reasons people use condensers is, and that's why condensers sort of took over in recording studios and became really popular starting in the 1950s and 60s. Because prior to that, the ribbon microphone was the king. Every you know, you see the old pictures of Elvis Presley and oh, yeah. and and Frank Sinatra and going going back. Um, so. so the ribbon microphone does need, and the dynamic microphone, they both need more gain than a condenser. So that's where the cloud lifter comes in. And here we have the cloud lifter X. We also, you guys have all seen the CL1 that's out there. <clears throat> so it's all about gain staging. And to answer your question is you want to get the best quality of the sound. You want to get more of the actual microphone itself and less of the sound of your interface. Because when you have to crank your interface up to get the sound of the microphone it introduces artifacts and starts to significantly deteriorate the quality of the audio um, podcasters are probably saying well why do I need this I've got a I've got a USB mic or this or that people can hear what I'm saying well it's also about you want to when people put the ear pods in and they listen to your podcast, it's a very intimate thing. You've literally got the sound of someone's voice in your head. So you want to give them something that's really comfortable and soothing and enjoyable to listen to if you want them to stick around. Um, Because if it's harsh or it sounds unnatural or you've got some kind of audio issues like that, people might not exactly make the connection as to why, but they'll get audio fatigue and they'll want to They'll want to turn it off and do something else because you can only listen to that for so long before, before it kind of wears on you. So what I what I've tried to do is educate people, first of all, to 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 buy into the dynamic microphones. And cloud doesn't even make a dynamic microphone. We make a ribbon microphone. It's you know, it's a it's a high-end studio uh beast, but uh but dynamic microphones, you can get a really nice one for 50 bucks on Craigslist, even a brand new one for a hundred, you know, you can, that's, that's the, the, the price of admission just to get, you know, a basic like SM58 style microphone that you can talk into. And, you know, you'll find that when you plug that into your interface that you do have to turn it up significantly. So when you use the cloud lifter, we invented a gain stage that literally becomes part of your preamp. It's like modding your preamp in a way, because it gives you I like to think of it as free gain because on a technical level, there's no components such as capacitors and resistors in the audio path. And those are the the components that significantly deteriorate your sound. So by eliminating eliminating that in our uh, patented design, you're able to get way more of the actual microphone, which also translates to way more of your natural voice into the computer through your interface without having to crank your interface and stress your preamps and that's going to give you a much more soothing sound something that people can really you know sit and listen to for a very long time yeah. you know the point to me is you want to draw people in you want the sound of your voice to make them come closer as, as instead of pushing them away so i think that's very important for content creators there's so much content being created today and if you want the edge, if you want to be a standout, don't stand out for the wrong reasons
0: nice, nice that's oh man I love I love that you know and Jim and I preach this all the time, Roger, and it's just like I know we're the choir right now because like you know but it's so refreshing to have somebody that, you know, believes as strongly as we do with this. It's like, yes, we're we're live right now. Those that are listening uh, on an audio podcast a week from now. They're not seeing what's happening, but we have like lots of little pattern interrupts going on in graphics and Roger's got a really cool looking studio and all these amazing microphones and things behind us. But if we didn't sound good or if we had like a little crackle going on or I had a real noise thing that had like a little weird pitch going on, It doesn't matter if you're watching this thing or not and seeing all of the frosting and the bells and whistles and the clouds and the lightning and all of that stuff. None of that matters um, because you're being annoyed by the audio. It's not, and people will stick around if right now my camera went dark. They're still hearing a conversation, you know, Uh, maybe some people would prefer that I go dark right now, but I won't. Um, but it's so refreshing to have someone that understands that, even on video, audio is the most important thing. And it's it's hard to it's hard to really understand that until you become really annoyed by really bad audio and really noisy uh, noisy audio. And you touched a little bit on USB microphones, Roger, and I really wanted to roll into that because I think a number of creators, especially solo creators, are gravitating towards USB microphones because there's, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, it's super easy, right? Just plug it into your computer and you could, you know, we have USB microphones and we've used them before. But once, I mean, once you have an interface and you have an ability to plug a traditional microphone cable or XLR into an interface, it it does, you you do hear a difference. Um, you know,
2: yeah. I mean, do you want to sound like you're on a Skype call or do you want to sound like you're broadcasting on the radio? Uh, or on television, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's really the question. And, you know, I can, I can almost feel people thinking, well, you know, I've, my podcast has thousands of followers and I'm just using this little basic setup or, 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 you know, I have a USB microphone and it sounds okay. And people are still following us. And, and that may well be true, but, you know, you're, you've got those people because they're really into what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And the people that, might be more into what you're saying could get more into what you're saying if there wasn't this barrier between you and the audience and that that's my argument for trying to really step up your audio um, because you know if if someone's you know walking on the moon for the first time you're gonna listen to it no matter how it sounds <laughs> right. it really it's something really super interesting <laughs> right but you know if it's if it's a little more casual you know and you want people to be drawn in and become part of part of your your um, your broadcast and part of your family in a way you know then then uh, take some time to think it over you know try to see what you can do it's not it's not that expensive to get into really great sound these days the technology's there and it's very affordable that's yeah. true
0: i, I was going to yeah go ahead jim
1: no i was going to say too and i and i love that ex- explanation because like chris said we both came from that and as much as we've heard you know you both right now are talking on an s m seven b with a cl- cloud lifter. I'm actually using the m v seven x with a cloud lifter. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter what microphone you use. If it's an XLR and and I'm now definitely, you know, I, I, I I'm at the Church of Roger Cloud when it comes to this. It makes you sound better. And the way you explained it, Roger of how, when we were at PodFest of how you're really getting the natural sound of the microphone because you're not having to use as much of the preamps and the software it was like, that's when the light bulb went on for me. I'm like, wow, that's just, you know, it was mind blowing and, and love it.
2: And most dynamics type microphones, the uh, you know, this SM7 is what we call a large diaphragm uh, uh, dynamic microphone. It's got a little more body than a small diaphragm. You know, a small diaphragm example would be your venerable SM7, SM57, sm which is essentially what the SM7B is, but with a small diaphragm. Uh, it's very, very similar, right? And, you know, but there are any number of dynamic microphones between 89 and $199, and all of them sound great. They all just have a little different flavor. I don't really think of microphones as, oh, I need a better mic. Um I mean, maybe if you're using a USB you need a better mic, but <laughs> all kidding aside. Um, they're really all just different flavors, and you know, I was on a panel um down there at that uh, at that show, and we were talking about the different microphones and how um, you know, People don't know what microphone to get. Like if you're in New York City and you go into B&H, they have a room where you can talk into several different microphones. Or if you go to a guitar center, you can get the guys to 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 let you try some of their demos and listen to this, the sound of a few different microphones. And why I think that's important is because they're all great it's just which one expresses you like if you have a highly sibilant voice then maybe you want a microphone that that tames that a little bit and is a little more mellow in the upper band frequency or or if you have a really deep muffly voice maybe you want one that's a little brighter that that pushes those frequencies so you know there's always it's to me it's a joy to try different microphones we have you know, several hundred microphones in our recording studio. This is actually our podcast studio. So it's just one room set up like this. But we, you know, just uh, about 90 feet from here, we have a full production, large format style recording studio. And we have microphones going back to the 1930s and, and, and 40s and 50s and all the way through today. And each one of them has their own unique voice that expresses something a little different. Every microphone is great on something. You just got to find what that something is. And, you know, when it comes to your voice, you know, you can get a, for 30 bucks, you could probably find a dynamic microphone on Craigslist that'll get you by for a while until you can get something a little nicer. So, yep. you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from is there all different flavors of, mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, which start one is, start yeah, where okay. you're
0: at, you know, and and find out what you know. You don't have to jump and spend six hundred bucks and you know on all of the stuff and, and, and an amazing interface just because so and so has one and and told you on a YouTube video that this was the best one or whatever. It's like
1: right.
0: I love that I love the start where you're at and and you know you guys have this huge. I I mean, it's a studio, but it's a lab, right? You guys are testing out microphones
1: constantly
0: and research and just kind of like looking at sine waves and and how it affects different people's voices and all of that stuff. And, you know, that you guys are, like, to say that you're in the weeds is, is sort of, a, of of an understatement. So, like, yeah. for you to be able to say that...
2: We are the weeds. <laughs> yeah, we
0: are, we are the weeds. I love that. That needs to be your t-shirt. You know, we are the clouds, we are the weeds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But you did mention something about how, you know, obviously you have ribbon uh, microphones. And you said that you don't make dynamic microphones. Did you ever... Think and start going down that road of of making dynamic microphones.
2: Yeah, you know we're 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 looking at some things. Um, You know, our time may come. Uh, It's the challenge with the dynamic microphone is is that you know we have a very strong commitment. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier before the before the um, before the this podcast started. You know how we manufacture, and this is a great lead into that. One of the reasons we haven't made dynamic microphones. To, to this day is because if we were going to make those in the United States, a hundred percent, you know, it's going to be tough to sell a thousand dollar dynamic microphone. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it, 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 it's going to cost a lot of, uh, a lot of resources. So we're trying to look into some kind of hybrid things that we might be able to do. Cause we do have a strong commitment to our manufacturing, um, being local here in the United States and with uh, the heart of the heart of the cloud lifter and the circuit boards for all of our products are made, you know, on the Navajo reservation in northern Arizona. So, you know, all of the every single one of these is put together by people who are have high tech, good paying jobs in one of the most impoverished communities in the entire country.
0: I that's that's, that's amazing. an amazing story. And I'm, I'm glad you segued to that. And, you know, I guess, you know, I, w- I would love to hear a little bit more about it because we discussed it on our, our phone call that we had months ago. Was it, um, did you guys just see that need in, in that community of, of a way for, for cloud to give back to, to them or to, to find like what, uh, what sparked your interest in, in, uh, in involving yourself in the Native American community there?
2: Well it's interesting there's a lot of different factors that sort of all came together at once to make that happen um i've you know I moved to Arizona you guys are from Georgia I'm from Georgia too so I, okay. I grew up in uh outside of Rome and oh, yeah. um, and and whatnot so um I moved to arizona it was it was a couple of decades ago <laughs> and um <clears throat> when I moved here I got involved with a lot of the Native communities because there are a lot of Native American people here in the Tucson area as well as the rest of the state. And getting to know some people in those communities and being a part of some of the ceremonies and things that they do here has touched me in, in a lot of ways and helped me on my personal journey of growth as well. And at, you know, when when we first started Cloud, we were hand-building all the circuit boards right here at our facility, you know? Um, I mean, we're
0: going to get right back to the show, but first I wanted to introduce you to the amazing cloud lifter CL one from cloud microphones. This amazing little blue box boost your dynamic podcast mic signal for pristine audio quality in just seconds. Jim and I love ours and you can snag one of these CL ones or new cloud lifter X's for yourself from the links in the show notes below. Elevate your audio content with the cloud lifter. Now back to the
2: show we get an order for 20 cloud lifters. We were doing a victory lap because that was, (laughs) that was a lot, you know, um, you know, in those early days. And so, but each one of them was hand soldered and it was really challenging. It was really challenging to, to, to do that kind of work, especially as the volume started to come up. And so we started looking for someone that did um, SMT uh, type of uh, technology uh, boards. And, Interestingly enough, one of the engineers here came across, uh, they call it Twadonate Industries is the name of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a Navajo-owned company in Loop, Arizona, on the reservation. Came across uh, some information about them. And as it turns out, they used to make circuit boards for Apple and GM and Ford. And they had a lot of uh, circuit board manufacturing going on on the Navajo reservation. Up until sometime in the mid '90s, and it really started to taper off for them because uh, everything started moving to China and so forth. So, you know, we found them and reached out, and it, and we were delighted to find out that they still had the capabilities. And that's kind of how it started. And and once we once we made that connection, it was a no brainer. We just had to go forward with it. And so that that happened in 2011, and we're still there to this day.
0: That's great. And so, and the other the other question I think about as you're as you're talking about the story of of we got an order for twenty and everybody's doing a victory lap, when somebody figured out that using a CL one with an SM seven B um, was the the right way to go to uh, you know sort of alleviate and become the solution so to speak between I mean maybe the distance between your voice and the diaphragm or whatever in order to give it the gain that it needed to sound really great. What's that story like? Like when when that sort of hit because I know it's been um like it's been a great thing for you. It obviously it has, it has been, been a great
2: thing. You know, I think the RE20 might have been the first microphone that a uh, oh. that uh, that was not a ribbon that I heard of because when we so interestingly enough, some people don't know this. The first cloud lifter that we actually made was the CL2. It just wasn't called a CL2. It was just called the cloud lifter, and and my thinking behind that at the time was that, um, you know, because the cloud lifter—that's that, a whole other story we can delve into if you want. But uh, you know, I real when we discovered the cloud lifter, it was kind of by accident. But my reasoning was is that this is so good, everyone's going to want two. So we just <laughs> made the two channel right away. We didn't even <laughs> think about the one channel, right? Because um, and, and so we we sold you know we sold those for about a year. And realized that there was a need for a single channel, and that's when we broke it off into the CL1, CL2. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, it, it started off okay. So a little backstory on the Cloud Lifter is: um, I'm going to switch over. This is our ribbon microphone. Okay, I'm going to right now. You're still hearing the SM7, but I'm going to I'm going to pull this forward a little bit. This is one of the cloud Cloud ribbon microphones, and I'm going to turn down the SM7. Okay, can you can you guys hear me? Okay.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so
2: this is the cloud ribbon. Um, it has the cloud lifter built inside. So um, when we designed the cloud lifter, it was specifically to be the internal component of the ribbon microphone in order to give the ribbon microphone enough output level and strength to be compatible with your modern equipment. Um, ribbon microphones have you know they were the first type they were the first super high fidelity microphone um, full bandwidth type microphone and it was around 1929 um, when RCA was put the first commercial ribbon microphones together by 1931 they had the PB 144 I believe it was called and that eventually evolved into what they called the 44a which, Evolved over time, became the 44B, and then the BX. Um, Eventually, it was retired and replaced with a microphone called the BK11. Um, So, you know, the thing about the ribbon microphone was that it it needs a huge amount of gain, even more than the SM7. Uh, If you think the SM7 needs gain, well, the ribbon microphone needs even more. Um, So, in in the 1930s, they had these preamps that the rca design called the op6 that had about 90 decibels of clean gain and they were just phenomenal we have about i think we have about 10 or 12 12 of them next door wow uh, that are in use and restored in the studio we use them all the time because they nice. they sound they have a sound you know we like but <clears throat> so you know i fell in love with the ribbon microphones you know the with the RCA microphones and some of the other vintage microphones and so we started restoring them and 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 using them in our studio and selling some and keeping some and just trying to outfit our studio with that that gorgeous sound Um, as you can see it sounds quite different compared to the dynamic microphone and if you get close it has a lot of proximity effect yeah right now we're using the voice mode Um, if I flip this switch now you're in full frequency mode, so it's even bigger. Oh, oh interesting! And that be too much for voice, so that's why we pull the voice mode. But, but for an instrument or at a greater distance, it's the perfect balance. So, um, the 44, R 44A is is named in homage to the RCA 44A, but the A actually means active, in our case, which wasn't the case, of course, with the RCA mics, uh, and ours was the first. Uh, Active mic to come, uh, ribbon mic to come out and have the voice music settings so that you can instantly tame those giant plosives and and low end frequencies in order to get a more clear signal in the mid range and the upper band frequencies. So, um, yeah. And so that's kind of what led to the Cloud Lifter. And when we designed the circuit, the first prototypes of the circuit for the active mics, we put it in a little box. This was before Cloud was even announced. We weren't even a company yet. And um, we put it in a little box to try it with our prototype ribbon microphones that we had been designing. And it was, it was like, like a light bulb moment where we said, hey, this box is just killer. So I started plugging other mics into it, and I plugged an SM58 into it. And I was like, wow, this is going to change the world. We have to do this. And that's, when, of course, when we came out with the two-channel Cloudlifter. And that was when we launched our company in 2009. It was the, the Javits Center in New York City. We got a ten by ten booth, and we just showed up there and put our mics and cloud lifters on the table, and everything after that's history now. So,
0: that's great. Just, it's almost like a little happy accident. In a, in it a, was a happy a
2: accident, but I knew the moment I plugged in that box that that this was going to be a thing. And, wow! And we literally, within like maybe three, four, six weeks, something before that sh- before that initial show. We put that whole product together, and got the spring screen print and the boxes made, and and we went forward with it. And um, man, it was the middle of the recession; <laughs> it was a bad mm-hmm. time for a lot of people financially. And the cloud lifters they just took off because that was something that helped people, empowered people, and saved them actual money. Because to get a preamp to operate at the level that a cloud lifter allows you to operate with your basic interface. You're going to be in for several thousand dollars mm. uh, if you know for something really high quality, and the cloud lifter gives you that quality or, or a similar quality at least, just by you know having it between your basic interface and your microphone. Um,
0: Do you have like a? This is the this this was the other thing too. Is that a lot of kind of newer interfaces are coming out and they'll still they will kind of, they phrase it somewhat of like, uh, it has plenty of gain for, you know, uh, you know, the more, uh, gain hungry dynamic microphones. They may not say sure. SM, you don't need a cloud lifter with a sure SM seven B, but we all know what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the one of the, the roadcaster pro two, which which Jim and I are both using right now, um, sure, I can plug in and it's got a SM7B setting, but I'm still cranking up the gain. And this has great—I I think you know—decent preamps in it. But when I put the Cloud Lifter, when I put the CL1 in the chain, which is what you're hearing right now, and I dial back the gain to keep my my signal uh, between negative six and negative twelve dB, and it's just you just get the it just it's hard to explain. It just feels better. It just feels better hearing my voice in, in my head and knowing that I'm not stressing the preamps of the mixer or the interface in this concern. in in this is just, for me, it's, it's great peace of mind, but in your estimation, Roger, like, is there an interface it let's, let's just say quote unquote, affordable interface out there that plays well with the cloud lifter, you're not allowed to say all of them, but like, are there <laughs> are there are there certain you know is it a you know Focusrite you know or or the road uh, uh, roadcaster Pro or you know Sure MVI or whatever? Is there a particular interface that you found in your in your research that has great preamps that works well with the cloud uh, cloud
2: lifter? Well, I mean the cloud lifter is going to help. Just about any any interface, and to get the most out of it, um, I'm really liking the new SSL 12. That's what we're that's what you're hearing right now. Okay. Um, the SSL has come out with a very affordable, but um, interface, but it has some pretty pretty nice preamps on it. They sound really good. They still need a cloud lifter, but right. Um, but you know, the thing about you know there's. All gain is not created equal. You know, all gain is not equal in quality. Um, just because you have enough gain doesn't mean that the quality of the gain is there. And what's unique about the Cloud Lifter is it becomes a modification to your preamp, allowing you to have a really elegant gain stage before your signal ever has to go through components that could do it could reduce the quality of your signal. Now, on a very technical level, um, all preamps have capacitors and resistors in the audio path. Um, unless the preamp doesn't have phantom power, which is almost unheard of today, um, then there's, there's a need to have uh, capacitors to block the DC voltage uh, so it doesn't damage your preamp. So the thing that's so unique about the cloud lifter is, it gives you all that gain without having to go through any capacitors or resistors in the actual audio path itself. And so it's like this this it's like cheating in a way. You're getting free gain, and you don't didn't have to use these, you know, capacitors uh, in your in your audio path. So it's it's like it mods your preamp in a way. It's it sort of mods your microphone in a way. It puts something between the two, a buffer. That gives you significantly more of the actual mic itself, so it's going going to sound different. Not because it changes the way the microphone sounds, but because it gives you more of the way the actual microphone does sound. Mm. You know, it gives you more of the authentic microphone. Um, as you get to the upper band, uh, upper gain range of your preamp, as you know, even with the roadcast, the the Procaster there, a uh, Rodecaster, excuse me. You know, the it has enough it has enough gain to so that you can hear the SM seven, but something about the sound, the balance of the sound is improved when you do use the cloud lifter because you're getting a fuller, more complete picture. It's like having more resolution, it's like HD hmm. audio or something. It's like yep. you know, it's like the difference between, you know, an iPhone three and a or an iPhone four and an iPhone 14, you know, it's like, there's so much more <laughs> resolution in the photographs. It's kind of similar to the sound. Mm. You're getting a ultra resolution, full bandwidth, more richness, more character. That's authentic to what you're doing as opposed to a different type of character that gets introduced because you're driving this preamp so hard. So, you know, do people need cloud lifters to hear their mic? Maybe not, you know, but does it sound more significantly different? Yes. And is that better? Well, I'll let, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. You know, I don't like to speak in terms of better. I like to speak in terms of different, um, but it is a very nice choice to have because it is more of the authentic sound of the microphone itself and more resolution and, and depth of of uh of your sonic, you know, character. That's
1: probably, I, yeah. It's definitely yeah. spoiled me because I know it, <laughs> I definitely see the difference, and you know, even doing some of the dialing in on some of the other things. But just by having that gain before, you know, going into the soundboard, I I think Chris could tell he's made a big difference for me. And and I you know, I don't know what I'd do without it now. Right. That's the other problem you run into. Right.
2: Well, it's well, easy to take you know, it with you. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to switch back over to the SM7. I want to sh- okay. I want to sh- well, before I before I turn the SM7 up, I'm going to I'm going to just completely remove the Cloudlifter X.
0: Uh-oh. Ooh. So that
2: you can hear what this I mean, I know that you guys are familiar, but for the audience here. This will now- be fun
0: for me to edit afterwards, Roger. I appreciate all of the uh changing that you're doing to your your track. I'm kidding. This is awesome. <sighs>
2: Okay, so I'm going to turn down the cloud ribbon for a second, Okay, and then I'm going to turn up the SM7. I'm going to have to turn it up a lot more than I did oh, yeah. before, and um, so, so that's about where the SM7 was. I don't know how much of that you hear. Maybe if I get really close to it, you get a little bit more, and see how I'm having to, like, basically I'm pegging this out in, input, input gain here. Yep. I've got it totally pegged and I'm right on top of the microphone. And if uh-huh. I back up like this or I turn my head, you're losing your sound, right? Now I'm going to enter the I'm going to enter the cloud lifter. So now we're now we're with the cloud lifter. And I'm not on the mic. I, I can get on the mic, but also if I'm back here I've got enough headroom. I could be way back here, and you can still hear me, right? Yep, yeah, coming coming through fine. So that's one of the the benefits. It's not that I can't get sound without the cloud lifter, but with the cloud lifter, I've got a lot more flexibility. I don't have to have the mic right in my face. I can if I turn my head because I'm talking to someone else or. If there's, you know, if I'm at a table with several people talking or or whatever it is, you're not going to get those dropouts, and you've got tons of headroom. Um, and even if I come way back here, you can still hear the mic. Yeah. So, if you have a microphone such as the SM58, something that's less. You know, less expensive, you're going to have a similar sort of result. You're going to have more flexibility. And the thing that I like about dynamic microphones like these is that they're hyper focused on what's right in front of them, but you can still get a little more extra headroom by having the cloud lifter, but it's also still rejecting all the stuff that's going on in the back of the room. And it's not necessarily reaching out to the, to the road to hear the trucks going by or the dog barking next door or whatever it may be, you're, a- you're able to just have a more natural experience. I mean the point of the microphones and the technology, even though it seems complicated and you've got an extra thing you got to hook up and you've got to learn all this stuff with your board and all this kind of thing all these kind of things. But the whole point of the, in the end is to make your content and your experience a much more natural realistic experience. And I feel that the cloud lifter helps do that because of uh, you know, all the extra gain that you get, and we're actually using the X today, which um, has a, a gives you up to thirty six dB. But
0: yeah, can um, we talk a little bit about the effect of the noise and a little bit about noise floor without getting without getting too um, you know in the weeds, so to speak? But like, I think generally people think okay my microphone needs to be louder. And so they crank up their, their preamp in their interface. Right. And what that does is it introduces more noise from the room around you. Whereas if you use a cloud lifter and then you were to bring up your gain commensurate with everything else that's going on, how does that affect the noise in your room?
2: So I'm switching back over to the ribbon now. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, noise is a there's there's a lot of different types of noise, um, and understanding what kind of noise you're experiencing. Um, one of the, the one, one of the things the cloud lifter does is it it helps to get rid of the noise that comes from your preamp. Most you know there's a like a white noise, a hash sounding like static that comes from your preamp when you get to the upper gain range. It it you know. Um, you know, it sounds fuzzy. It's, you know, it's in the background. It, it, it re- the signal of the microphone is sort of in this cloud of, of, of static noise, uh, white noise. Um, what the cloud lifter does is it gives you more of the actual microphone, but it, it, the noise actually stays the same. It's just the signal of the microphone is much greater in relationship to it. So as you, you turn down the input gain because you've got so much more signal, the noise goes down with it because you I don't gotcha. need to have your preamp yeah. at that same setting anymore. So that's one type of noise that's preamp noise. And there's other types of noise like electrical man, electrical ma- magnetic interference and, and, RF and stuff like that. It comes from, you've got power running through the walls. If you run your XLR cable along a power cable, you'll hear the hum, the 60 cycle hum. Um, There's like radio towers everywhere all around us these days and different things that can cause uh, noise to infiltrate your signal. And sometimes it's because your microphone cable becomes like a giant antenna. Without proper grounding, if you know a lot of these old buildings, especially like you go somewhere like New York City, a lot of old buildings where the grounding might be maybe out of date, and um, you're gonna you're gonna find grounding problems that create hum and these types of interference noises. Um, They come through literally more as like a hum. Hum, You kind of hear that, and that's that's usually a grounding issue or. Or some kind of uh, you know interference issue, and the cloud lifter can actually help with that because once again you're getting more of the actual microphone and whatever is infiltrating your microphone cables via electrical inf- interference, it's still there, but in relationship to the signal now you've got much greater amount of signal and that is reduced to a point where it's not really audible or distracting. Um, and so the cloud lifters help with that as well. What the cloud lifters can't do is help with the noise that's happening in your room, right outside of your window, or on the other side right. of your door, or your air conditioner. Actually, you know that's not entirely true. The cloud lifters, there, there is. Um, I should go over the cloud lifter Z and uh, do another. Oh, little great! Kind of yeah, I was,
0: that was uh, definitely on my list to to talk to um, you about.
2: But to wrap up that part of it, though, it's mm-hmm. the noise that's going on in the background of where you're recording, that's going to increase with the gain. I mean, it's just acoustic, uh, you know, organic acoustic noises that are happening in your room. So the way to control that is, like we were talking about earlier, get a nice uh, dynamic microphone that's more more focused that that rejects a lot of that stuff, something that's hyper focused that just picks up just you. And that's I think that's one of the reasons the SM seven B has become so popular because it's it's excellent at just focusing on what's in front of it and nothing else.
0: Yeah. And it's you know, we always tell when people ask us what kind of mic do you get, we ask them what kind of room they're in. We need to make, you know, you need to make sure that you don't you don't have fans and air conditioning and and all of that stuff. And I guess is it, is it safe to say that like uh, the cloud lifter can is can turn a dynamic microphone essentially into a condenser
2: yeah I would uh, I, I would say that it um, it does help it to perform like a condenser right um, but you still retain the natural characteristics of the dynamic microphone mm-hmm. and what's nice about that is that the character and the and the way that the dynamic microphone rejects the room is still still there. It still does that, but the amount of like signal that you get is definitely more consistent with what you would expect out of a really nice condenser mic. So I've I've hooked the SM7 back up, um, and now this time we have it with the the Cloudlifter Z. As you can oh, see nice. here. And I don't know if you can hear this. I'm going to, this is our full frequency mode. I'm going to be really quiet and turn up the gain. Um, It's pretty low in the background, but we do have an air conditioner on in here. Uh, I mean, it is Arizona, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, about 109 outside right now. Um, Jeez. But I'm going to be really quiet as a mouse here and I'm going to turn up the gain. I don't know if you can hear the uh, air conditioner. And the reason I'm doing this is because the CloudLifter Z has a variable high pass, which you can use to filter out some of that type of low-frequency background noise. And here we go. So I'm, I'm really cranked at this point.
0: You can hear it a little bit. Yep, you yep. can hear the air so conditioning.
2: As I, turn, as I turn the Z knob, you're going to hear it disappear. oh yeah so we've just filtered out the low frequency acoustic noise that's in the room with the CloudLifter Z by engaging the high pass filter here and then using the impedance knob which is basically a variable high pass to shave away that low frequency material until it's gone and just focusing on the voice and all that low frequency rubbish that you don't really want, it's gone. It's also great for wow. plosives. If you'll notice like um, a lot of people have trouble with, you know, sounds that words that begin with P and you hear that sound. Oh yeah. Well check this out. So right, I've got I've got the Cloud Lifter Z here. I'm going to go back, I'm in full frequency mode now. So you'll hear kind of the plosive. It sounds like a kick drum, right? Um, I don't know how well that's translating because I'm not listening with my phones, but, but like that. And if I shave that away, and then it's gone, right? Right. So you, you can
0: you're dialing that. out that low end that could be pushing that that uh that clip sound that that extra air that's pushing against right. the diaphragm
2: exactly and that that clip sound um <clears throat> you know that that literally just destroys your headroom it just eats yeah. away at your headroom so headroom is for for those that might not know is the you know the amount of rise to your signal that you can get before you reach a distorted level uh in your chain you know if you're if you're recording you know what not having enough headroom sounds like because it just totally distorts that nasty sort of digital clip sound you don't want that in your in your audio so by having plenty of of headroom you're able to get a really loud loud enough signal clear enough signal but without going over that threshold which causes that digital clip to happen, which um, doesn't sound very good. So by using the Cloudlifter Z with the high-pass filter up front, and, and by the way, if you have a high-pass filter on your device, you can use that too. You know, The, the Cloudlifter Z didn't invent the high-pass. It's a cool feature. It's right. nice to have. But there are other ways to do that. Um, but m- most people end up doing it in post because... That's what they have in, in a form of a plug-in, and the reason it's better on the front end, and the reason we included it with the CloudLifter Z is because by by getting rid of that low-frequency material that will drive you to go over that clip of uh, headroom, you're able to get more headroom on the way in because it, that that signal never hits your interface. You know, once it's there, you can't really get rid of the clip. Yep. You might be able to get rid of the plosive, you know, the the pop of the P as long as it didn't go over that threshold, but you're never going to truly get rid of that digital clip. I mean, there are some tools if you want to spend, you know, an hour trying to get rid of one little sound and that yeah. kind of thing, you know, you it, it can be done, but it, it's a lot of work. It's better if you can get, if it's never there in the first place, then you've got all this headroom and it, and it. Once again, it's about making empowering people to make it easier and more natural to capture, without having all these things that can distract us.
0: Yeah, anytime you can avoid doing any of that stuff in post and using Isotope RX nine or whatever it is that's gonna, you know, they they have a plugin. It's called Plosive Remover, and it, I mean, it, it tries to do the same thing. But you're just at that point, you're already paint like the house is painted. Right, you right. you have you have something done already. There's already a distorted version of of that. I love the idea of being able to say, "Hey, when I record, at, at, this will never go there." I, this is you know not necessarily limiting, uh, not not a limiter, but it's like, "Hey, listen, there's a there's a frequency range here that does not need to be on your voice ever." And and you know that's like the first thing I do in EQ for voice. Is like there's just a, you know, just get that low, 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 like only a dog can hear kind of stuff out because it all that does is just it, it's just it's in the way. Right. And so right. I, I love the fact that you I can mean, just it's
2: never useful in a mix either. If you're producing music. Yeah. It's just, right. It's not vocal, you know.
0: And it, it's, you know, it's not like you can feel it really either, but I love, I mean, you, you said like, you know, people can do it with plugins and and the whole preemptive thing makes sense too, but I like to just have like a dial like that, like that, just having a dial just for some reason just feels like, I don't know, Feel it just feels, uh, feels good to me to be able to dial. Maybe it's the bass player in me, uh, you know, dialing in that, that right amount of, of, of distortion. So it just sounds like uh geezer Butler or whatever, um, but uh, we do have a question, Roger, from oh, uh, our friend Phil Hill on Amazon. He wants to know how to get trained on the setup and the tuning um, after he buys uh, a you know a cloud lifter and a mic. And I do have a, um, an overhead um, shot here uh, to mm-hmm. give everyone sort of an example of of, of input and output here. Uh, but Roger, I'll 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 roll this over to you in terms of you know, I mean, this thing in terms of what you need to do is very simple, right? You just need an extra mic cable. I think that's one one thing you definitely will do. It's mm-hmm. It sits in your chain, right? So you got your mic, um, you know, whatever dynamic mic you've got, you're going into um, the, uh, the cloud lifter and you're coming out with your uh, mic cable and you're going into your interface. And then from there, I think um, maybe that's where Phil kind of feels... Is there... I'm assuming you've got spots on cloudmicrophones.com that kind of walk you through this stuff? That's right. Or?
2: That's right. So we do have uh, some some videos on our website, and Phil. And thank you so much for your question, Phil, by the way. Um, Cloud is also always here to help with any kind of one-on-one questions. You just have to call into the number and, um, you know, uh, dial in the prompt for support and we're always happy to help. But we do have videos. You can also email us at support at cloud microphones and we can shoot back those videos uh, with a direct link. We have a cloud lifter user's guide video. Um, it's really quite simple. Now, uh, Chris is right. You do need an extra cable with the cloud lifters. Um, and I think that that is actually uh, you know a feature if I, if I may explain that, uh, there are a few type of knockoff brands and stuff out there that have come out. Some of them will actually plug directly into the back of the microphone and hang off of the microphone. But I don't, in my opinion, I don't want that because that will, that can start to stress your connectors and cause, you know, shorts over time with your, your microphone and um, and it's also this clunky thing that just kind of hangs off your microphone by using an extra cable, you're able to make it clean and, and protect your microphone um, and, and be able to utilize the technology without, you know, sacrificing something else, which in that, in that case would be the integrity of the, the, the cable, the XLR port on the microphone itself. Um, and, you know it's really just as simple as putting the cloud lifter between your mic and your interface and using the 48 volts phantom power feature on your your interface to engage the cloud lifter the cloud lifter will not pass any signal if you don't use the 48 volts phantom power because it it needs phantom power to operate now once again um it doesn't Pass phantom to the microphone. So that's really helpful in the case of ribbon type microphones. A lot of the ribbon microphones can actually be damaged by using phantom power if you apply phantom power to them, and it's a passive type of microphone. Um, certain other types of uh, microphones and and like power supplies can also get damaged. So by Utilizing the phantom power in the cloud lifter, but not passing it through to the microphone. And it's actually a feature that protects the microphone from yeah. potential damage.
0: Good stuff. And what's up, Mr. Mod? Is in the house and Amazon. We appreciate uh, the comments. Mr. Mod, if you don't have a cloud lifter by now, We're going to get right back to the show. But first, I wanted to tell you about the game changer for your audio setup. Of course, it's the one and only Shure SM7B microphone. This iconic beauty is a go-to for top-notch podcasts. You've seen it on stream. It's the perfect microphone for any environment. You don't need a fancy studio. It's got built-in protection that handles background noise like a pro. Jim and I love ours. And you can level up your audio game today. Just check out the show notes for the links. Now, back to the show uh, we need to get you and uh christina Nietzsche uh on the cloudlifter train because uh you know this is uh this is where it's at um and also, I would be remiss, Roger we've talked uh, like we we could go on for a long time, but we didn't really go in depth too much on the cloud x um and i do I do have this as well. you did mention you know it's got additional uh gain, so and there's a there's a toggle switch on it. But uh, was very interested when you were talking to us about this originally, and uh, that this is a transformer-based uh, uh, mic activator. And I think generally, again, you know, our our audience may not know, like you know, tra- you know, transformer more than meets the eye, you know, uh, Decepticon, like that's what they think a transformer is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to get your take on you know, sort of what the Cloudlifter X is. And if you're a content creator, if you're a solo creator, if the X is for you and maybe some, you know, some others who are using it and are benefiting from it.
2: Yes. So basically the the the, the, the standard Cloudlifters, which are tried and true, which everyone, you know, has, uses already with their, um, a lot of people use already with their their podcasts. They give you more of the actual microphone itself. There's no change or alteration to the character or any kind of uh, colorization or anything that occurs. It's just a very natural, clean, super clean. Um, more of the actual mic rep- represented by um, the gain stage in the cloud lifter. The cloud lifter X was a departure from that in a way. Um, but not really. So to explain that you still actually do have the ultra clean gain that the, of the standard cloud lifter. But what we've done here is we've added an input transformer. And what that means is it's literally, um, wires that are wrapped around a metal core that produce a magnetic energy that increase, they actually give you some gain in this case. transformers have been used for well at least since the night at least since the 1920s probably before that um and basically you know all of your electrical grid if you if you look out your window and see your your uh your power lines coming into your building there's usually a big box of some sort hanging off of that that's probably a transformer because you know, you've got thousands of volts of electricity going through your wiring, but you only need, you know, 120 at, at your house. So it, it bleeds that off and it transforms that into something that you can use. So there's different types of transformers uh, in the audio world. Transformers have been mostly used on large format type recording consoles and broadcast consoles. So when you see the big mixing board at the, uh, you know, at NBC or or at a major studio, most of those have transformers on all the inputs. And what the transformers do is they, you know, there's a purpose for them. A lot of times it's to increase the gain. And in, in the case of the CloudLifter X. We're using uh, one to two and a half, so you put one signal in, and two and a half times comes out, and then that feeds the cloud lifter core. So, in the total, you get thirty six dB. With the sta- with the standard cloud lifter being uh, around twenty five dB, um, that extra you know uh, bit of gain, the extra ten dB or so, is a result of the transformer transforming. That audio signal as it r- runs around this this core into something that's even more powerful. Okay, mm-hmm. now I know that's this is I know that's pretty technical, but um, what happens is, and one one of the reasons you if you watch uh, documentaries like Sound City, where uh, oh, yeah. the Foo Fighters they purchased this gorgeous Neve console from Sound City, and they brought it back to their studio and and installed it well that that's a console that's full of transformers and the reason that people like those transformers is because they actually have a sound the sound produces a type of character that's uh that's really desirable for a lot of people uh same thing as a bass player you know this guitar players you know they're always looking for the tube amps and and you know one of the things that about Tube amps for guitarists is, sure, the tubes do have a sound, and that's a big part of it, but what people a lot of times don't even realize is that more than half of the sound that they're getting, more than half of the reason they like that amp is because of the transformers themselves before it even gets to the tubes, wow. goes through these transformers. And these transformers have a way of just taking the audio and you know, they make it sound like it's just bursting with frequency and sound it's just so rich and it's like it's like your cup is overflowing you know it's like full of character and vibe and you know that's why people like uh transformers a lot of times in our in our industry for the pro audio folks that are Mm -hmm. actually producing music and they're going out and buying preamps well it's always about the transformers that are used and this and that and um Mm. That's why people love the big, large format consoles. They say, Oh, I want to get that Neve sound. Well, what was that Neve sound? You know, more than half of it was the Transformers. You know, it was like that's such a big part of the whole thing. Um, And you can use Transformers a lot of different ways. Uh, For example, uh, for a DI, if you're taking an instrument into your preamp, instrument has what we call a very high impedance. and you have to step that down to something low because microphones have a very low impedance. And what impedance is is kind of that's a whole other thing. That's why we made the Cloud Lifter Z is to not to get technical and mathy about the whole thing, but to just be able to turn the knob until it sounds right by using impedance to your advantage. Um, and you know, I guess what I'm you know really getting to here is that the Cloud Lifter X. What we've done with this is we custom designed a transformer with Dave Guerin over at Cinemag. It's wound right over here in uh, in Canoga Park, California, just about you know, 500 miles away here. And it's it had to be good enough for a cloud. It had to be like, you know, it had to really knock our socks off. And what we've done with this is we've created a, a very large bandwidth transformer. So you're getting like, Below 20 hertz up to almost 100K, which I know we can only hear to 20, but mm-hmm. the, the harmonic resonances that are produced at different bandwidths actually do, do affect the total sound. And sometimes it's more about the way the sound feels. Like you can't necessarily measure it on a scope, you don't necessarily see a difference in the frequency response itself, but you can hear that it sounds different. And it's more about the character. So what we wanted to do was design a transformer that wasn't particularly colored, that didn't have a lot of like colorization. And by colorization, I mean fundamentally changing the frequency response of your microphone. Mm. I didn't want it to get real mid-rangey and honky or something like this. Like sometimes that's desirable, but not for Cloudlifter. I wanted it to be full, massive bandwidth. You know. And one of the things that inspired the the transformer that we're using here is listening to Rupert Neve, who designed, the, of course, the Neve consoles, and uh, you know had passed away a couple of years ago. But listening to him talk about his transformers and why he had these very wide bandwidth transformers that went out to 100k and what that does for the sound, and and and, and knowing that you know many many of our favorite records were recorded on his consoles. Um, and we have a Neve console ourselves here at our, our studio as well. Um, I wanted to produce something that was accessible that kind of gave you a little slice of that philosophy mm. in a cloud lifter. So you can get sort of a la- large broadcast format, large format style console character but without sacrificing something by the way of color. I know that color and character can be real similar, but what we're looking for here is we're looking for the way that the audio just is bursting with frequency as opposed to something that fundamentally changes the way it sounds. I want more of what it sounds like. So what the Cloudlifter X gives you is the authentic sound of what your microphone in this case the SM7 we're going through the Cloudlifter X what your microphone sounds like coupled to that trans- transformer and then going into the Cloudlifter gain stage which is ultra clean and pure so that what you the end result that you get is this beautiful sound that's totally clear super clean but does have some of that broadcast quality, you know, vibe to it. Some of that, you know, if you're recording guitar, you might use the Cloudlifter X to get it, you know, to get more of that sound. And one of the features that I really love about the Cloudlifter X is just this little button. You can see it here on your screen. Um, And what this button does is it reduces the overall gain that you're putting out on the output, but not on the input, because the transformer is dynamically responsive to what you put into it. The harder you hit that transformer with signal, the more it starts to give you a little bit of that harmonic content, that, that, that vibe, that character um, The overtones that that start to come out, if you slam, like you can use this button to reduce the gain to 12 dB, and then you can put a snare drum through it, and it just fattens it up, and it gives you kind of that more round sound, you know? This is really helpful, a game changer for for you guys recording at home with your basic interfaces, like I'm using the SSL-12, the rights, any of that stuff. Well, there's no transformers in, in most of that stuff because transformers are expensive, and they're labor-intensive to make and manufacture. So by using something like the CloudLifter X, you're able to get more of that character that you would expect if you walked into a multi-million dollar studio to record and that's that's kind of what we were looking for to make that accessible for you guys that's awesome
0: great stuff stuff. yeah and i think you know you had mentioned to me as well like and maybe you've tested some of this uh there i I, i'm not gonna say maybe i know you i know you tested Uh, stuff you you let us know that Sometimes in particular situations, maybe the harder you hit it, right? The maybe you get some other sort of nuances that uh, right you that's know, you right. Can get the harder you hit that uh, that's
1: right that transformer.
2: And so the what we did with this button here to to reduce the gain um, is we're reducing the level of the output coming out of the cloud. If you're not padding the input, that's a very important distinction. It's not a pad. Uh, a pad would reduce the amount of signal before it hits the device, where the output reduces the output so that it doesn't overload your preamp if you want to record hotter material through the cloud lifter to take advantage of the that that overtone and that that harmonic content that you can get by like kind of slamming it. So we use these with the button in, we put like a fairly hot dynamic microphone on our guitar amps or on a vocal or on a snare drum, kick drums, toms, any of that stuff. Do you need a do you need a cloud lifter to record drums? I mean, drums are pretty loud. You can get drums into your computer without a cloud lifter, no question. But we like the way it sounds. So we use that button to reduce the output level so that we can hammer the input and really take advantage of just pushing that audio through that transformer so that it gets that that vibe you know and that sound of that harmonic content that happens it's it's really a beautiful thing
0: great stuff jim uh, you got you got anything i mean you've been, uh, been i'm sorry am- no, i'm no, hogging roger here
1: <laughs> no this has yeah. been amazing i mean i i'm just i'm just a sponge soaking this stuff up because you guys are definitely the uh the audiophiles is that the right term to use chris I don't know. That feels like a bad word to me. Um, yeah. You know, nerd. I
2: just nerd. stuff that sounds good. You know, that's... <laughs> there you go. I started this company because I wanted music to sound better. You know? There you go. So it there seemed go. like it was going in the wrong direction around in the mid-2000s. I felt like this, the, mm. the tonality of music, like not the creativity, not the artistry, That that that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the production quality. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you know the history of recording and how it's progressed sometimes it's like you take a step forward but it's like two steps back and there's this this harshness this this uh lack of realism and mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to revive the ribbon microphones and you know I, we think it's time for people to rethink the ribbon uh because the ribbon microphone for many years was the best you could do. And then the tube mics of the 1950s and 60s came out and they made things a much easier to deal with on tape because the ribbon microphones naturally have a bit of a softer sound, more they're a little more mellow where the condenser mics and the tube mics were much more aggressive and they cut through. And that was a beautiful thing if you were recording to tape because by the time you bounce down several generations you still needed to have the brilliance there to be able to clearly hear what was going on. Um, But now that we're in a digital age, that's, you know, all the more reason to turn back to ribbon microphones. I feel that the ribbon microphones, you know, even though they, they come from the past, they really are the future. Um, I'm going to switch milk back over to the cloud here. You should have the cloud now. And, you know they oh, do you naturally. Hear, you have. can
1: hear the difference. I mean, you definitely can. Oh it's, yeah. it's very rich. And I and I remember too. It was it was uh it was funny because I think all these people have it on their wish list. But you guys had the ribbon mics for people to try out at Podfest, and people would like have the headphones on and they would speak, and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" It was just like, <laughs> you know, you should have. I, I don't know if you, you maybe did. I like the reaction video of like, "Wow, that's like the, the, they've never heard their voice sound so good." And uh, I know Julie Riley from. Streamyard is like you know I've got this on my list. I'm saving up for that microphone. (laughs)
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, ribbon microphones have. In our case, we have about a. It's about two inches long, and it's it's this little narrow strip of aluminum. It's very fragile. Uh, We hand make all the ribbons here. It's myself and and Kevin, um, our lead engineer over here at the at the um, R and D facility at Cloud. Uh, We're the only ones that do the ribbons here. We make all the ribbons by hand. We're using the corrugating, uh, the corrugation tool that we're using is an exact replica of Harry Olson's personal prototyping tool from the 1930s. And, uh, the person that I designed this with, Stephen Sank, he inherited those tooling, those toolings, um, the, the cutters and the corrugators, and he allowed us to, to replicate them for our production. And, You know, it's still made. The ribbon itself is still exactly like it was in the 1930s. But everything else we've brought into the modern age. This is a modern microphone. It's got robust character to it. It can be used for a lot of different sources. There's a lot of myths. I want to do a whole episode sometime just on myth busting here because ribbon microphones are full of myths that are just totally, well, the thing about myths is there's a little, there's a little grain of truth in them, but then there's so much myth that gets built up around it. Um, yes, ribbon microphones are more fragile, but you're not going to destroy them by normal use. Um, you know, there. I could go on and on. I'm not going to get too far into that right now. That's a whole nother episode, I think. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we want to help people to incur, you know, to learn about what the modern ribbon is the cloud ribbon is a very much a modern representation we kept the heart of it the same but we wanted to bring everything forward to into our modern era and every single day as we were developing these microphones the 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 primary thought was what would harry olson himself do if he were redesigning this for the modern era and mm. you know it was like the, what would harry do that was our right. mantra every day. What would Harry do? Well, I don't think he'd do that. So let's try this. You know, <laughs> um, and that's how we sort of arrived at it. And it was the passion for the way these things sound, and you know what you can do with them in music. We literally thought, like, it's it's it, you know it's it's a kind of a grandiose thought, but we thought that this would help to save music in the end, and help to provide a way to use the past to move forward into the future because
1: That's awesome.
2: it just, I mean that I was just so full of like, I was totally convinced in the mid two thousands that music production was going in the wrong direction because of the microphone mm. because, because people didn't know what ribbons were. Um, it's the last microphone that people generally buy. Because by the time they come across a ribbon, they have several condensers and some dynamics, and and whatever the sales guy that they called up online to talk to, they yeah. never tell them to get a ribbon. This is right. the last thing on their mind. Ribbons Do you think are it's for a is
0: it, is it a cost issue, or is it like, um, is it is there a? preconceived notion that it was it's it's for uh you know the recordings that were you know back in the day will it do you feel like it's going to take somebody that's more modern that's that comes out and says i'm using this and i use this i use this ribbon microphone on these recordings or
2: sure i mean we have you know i've made ribbons for a lot of people Uh, stevie wonder is a friend of mine made mics for him several mics for him and uh donald fagan uh steely dan and Nick Mason from Pink Floyd uh, uses them for his drum overheads in the studio. And, you know, the Lucius girls that they they, they actually toured with the cloud and they used it live and because of the figure eight pattern. You can use it for both sides.
1: Right. Okay. Um, it
2: was really nice. And so there are quite a few, Seth Anthony, uh, a current artist. I just saw his video and he's using the cloud mic in his music video because he he loves to record with it and, so there there's just a lot of myth busting that needs to happen. Yeah. People think that the ribbons are for those weird guys yeah. that do that weird stuff. They don't know. <laughs> uh they think that ribbon microphones are too dark. Does this microphone mm. sound dark to you? No. Um, no. It's not a dark microphone. The good a good ribbon microphone is not dark. Yeah. Um you know some ribbon microphones are darker than others that's for sure but we designed the cloud to be completely open full of life we didn't hype the top end but we wanted to create it in a natural way and that ribbon that's it's literally the simplest technology in the world i mean it's like it's a ribbon it's a aluminum ribbon which is a thin strip of aluminum that's very lightweight in a magnetic field with a wire on top and a wire on bottom, there's your alternating current, and it produces a, sm- a slight amount of current just from the sound waves that interact and vibrate on the ribbon. It's very much like our ears work. Other microphones, if you look at condenser microphones, and they have, you know, this like round capsule, it's really tight, you know, you get this round, it's a uh, material that's like really tight capsule.
0: We're going to get right back to the show, but first, I've got to share this genius tool with you. It's called the PlexiCam. You can say goodbye to awkward eye contact struggles on your live streams, your presentations, Zoom calls. This PlexiCam lets you maintain eye contact effortlessly by simply attaching to your monitor—it's compatible with webcams, phone, DSLRs—you name it. It's like having a personal eye contact assistant. Jim and I both love ours, so level up your eye contact today. Check out the links below now. Back to the show.
2: That produces resonant frequencies that alter the sound. Now we like those alterations sometimes for certain things, but it's not particularly a natural sound. It's—it's it's very much more of a colored sound. Where mm. ribbon microphones, uh, when done. When done right, in my opinion, they they have a very natural character. Um, they sound like it sounds, and that that's it. It's just what you hear is what you get. And when I'm placing the microphone, I literally put my ear to the source, and I find the spot where I like the way it sounds, and that's where I put the mic. And it always sounds exactly like I heard it. Oh. And other well, that's
0: mics, what yeah, I'm. So, I was going to say that's what would uh, Harry would do,
2: right? That's what W W H D. What would That's Harry right. do what would Harry do yeah but um, plus
0: they look cool I mean they really do look cool I mean I think there's a lot like you know there's a lot of uh, microphone companies that make something that looks retro and you know it can kind of look like the the mic that Elvis used or the one that drops into the ring when they announce fighters or uh, you know but that, that has a classic, you know, vintage, really cool look to it as well. I know that's, I know it sound is most important. It could, it could look right now like a, like a chicken for all you care, if it sounds great, it, you know, but I'm just saying it, it looks cool too.
2: Well, that's interesting that you say that because, um, <clears throat> I mean, I do, I do think they look cool as well, but they don't look like this just because they look cool. Uh, it's a Function. good. It's actually, there is a function to this shape and the way it sounds. And if you look here at this screen, the way the angles are on the front and back, that is actually acting as a, as a quadratic diffusion mechanism. It's, it's like, you see the stuff behind me on the walls? Mm-hmm. It's like breaking up apart the sound waves here. Well, it's the same thing with the microphone. One of the, the reasons the cloud microphone doesn't sound particularly dark is because of the screen. The way this screen is shaped, there's some science behind it because it breaks apart the pressure of the low frequency material. Uh, we were talking earlier about plosives and how that can overwhelm your mic, and you get so much of that. It's almost like sounds like a kick drum when somebody says the word Paul or something, right? Well, this shape. Reduces that low frequency material by breaking apart that sound wave, and there's no parallel surfaces inside the microphone for the sound waves to bounce around. So it's very much like the studio here. We've got a combination of absorption. You can see uh, here, and then this is this is more of a diffusion where it 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 breaks apart the sound wave. Um, in our mixing room next door, you can we have even more complex types of uh, diffusion materials because we're mixing in there and we need the room to be true to what's coming out of the speakers so it doesn't affect the way the sound is heard and perceived you know because sometimes in a poor room you'll hear more bass than, than is actually there you'll you'll perceive the bass when you're listening and then you'll start turning down the bass but then you go listen to it somewhere else and there's no bass because your room was part as part of your equalizer right your room affects the frequency response that you hear it's just like taking a giant equalizer and boosting certain frequencies and reducing others and and that's kind of what rooms can do to your sound and that's why we try to treat them and we try to measure them a little bit and use a combination of absorption and diffusion and flat surfaces, because flat surfaces are also natural. We use hardwood floors. I love the way they sound. They actually really? resonate with the sound waves and create more room sound in a way. Because it's just like a nice guitar, the floor becomes part of part of the instrument. Yeah, and, you, and it, it becomes part of the room. But we're used to hearing when we when we're standing around talking with people or whatnot. We're used to hearing the sound bounce off the floor. So if you carpet everything and make everything dead you kind of can lose some of that and it doesn't sound quite as good because it's not natural mm. anymore and you start to muffle certain frequencies. So if there's a little bit of a trick to it, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's not something you can explain in a quick moment, but right. if you're, if you're going to treat your room, you know, look into it a little bit and try to find that right combination that, you know, will give you uh, particularly if you're mixing, if you're mixing music, uh, or doing music production, it's even more important because you want to make sure that what you're listening to through your speakers is going to sound representative of what you're going to hear when you go listen somewhere else.
0: Right. And so, I think a lot of uh, uh content creators too forget, like you can treat everything around you, but you're still going to have computer screens in front of you, which is made of glass, right? And so... Right. It's like and and that's probably the closest thing to your microphone is is this uh this glass that could be, you know, you could your voice could be bouncing off of too. So there's always probably going to be a little bit. You can't have a completely dead thing, but to your point, why would you want to? You know, you have to have a little well, That's not on, what you know. things
2: sound like when we go right. hear them in the real world. And if we're trying mm-hmm. to pro- produce something that's authentic and, and and has a naturalness to it, then you might, you know, consider that as part of your overall strategy. Um, and I, I like to use sometimes I, I actually use the flat surfaces to get a certain sound. Um, the The nice thing about the cloud ribbon mic is is the figure eight pattern uh, where it picks up front and back. I'm just talking into one side of it now, but this mm. isn't distracting you at all. You're not hearing right. anything over here to distract, and that's because you know i've got it's angled right at there's some other diffusion over here you can't see it on on camera but there's more diffusion over here similar to what's behind me um and i'm using the figure eight pattern to capture the sound because one of the things that um it, one of the myths we're talking about myths you're asking why people don't use ribbons is they think that they always need a directional microphone and um What's interesting about ribbon microphones is they can actually be more directional sometimes than cardioid microphones like the SM7 because the pickup pattern is so tight. The reject It's front and back, but you've got a deep side null rejection here because the ribbon picks up on both sides. Anything that's common to both sides gets canceled because the backside of the ribbon is an inverse of fade. It's like the negative of a photograph. Right, okay. it's the inverse of the audio, and Okay. so um, if I if I talk into the side of the microphone, you know, oh my it god,
0: that's it, I mean, you could barely hear it when you move you there. When you just hear it. Move and the, the main
2: front. reason that you can hear it is because it's bouncing off the screen and coming back. You know, if I didn't wow, have that wow. screen there, uh, you know, it would. You'd probably hear even less. Um, And so what's what's really neat about the ribbon-type technology is you're getting that side null rejection, but you're also getting it across the top of the microphone. It's also nulling here and the floor. So this microphone literally rejects the floor, the ceiling, the sides, and just focuses really tight front and back. So as long as you control what's on the other side of the microphone, you can get a much more directional pattern in a way than you can with cardioid mics. Now, the interesting thing about cardioid mics is they pick up the whole side of the room. They have much more of a wider... If you mm-hmm. look at the patterns on your like technical data sheets and, and so forth, you'll see that the cardioid patterns are kind of like a heart. They kind of like come out like a heart here. And it's right. because they're getting a little bit of the backside. So in a, in a way the figure eight pattern is a much more tighter hyper directional, even though there's two sides to it. It's much more hyper directional than even your basic cardioid mics.
0: With two Final. people doing a podcast with a ribbon microphone. So people, people speaking on either side. Absolutely.
2: That?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've, it,
2: done, we've done that. There's a, we were at uh, our local radio station. KXCI uses uh, Uses the clouds in their. Uh, they have a Hotel Congress studio and they have another studio. They use them a lot to capture bands when they come in. They'll use a one mic situation with a, yeah. you know, guitar and singer or something. But we were actually when we filmed with them and did an interview. We we use both sides of the mic. Sometimes we'll just put it right between us, just have a conversation. It does great because what's happening on this side is is even though they're inverted in phase if the sound's coming from this side it won't be inverted it's just inverted on this side it's it's it's, it's a lo- there's a lot of math to it but uh, in terms of the phasing and how that works but you can actually take uh you can actually take like an omnidirectional microphone which picks up all around and place it right next to the ribbon and it'll totally cancel one side of the mic when you blend them together because the sum of both of those microphones together, will it's like the negative image a of a photograph. Yeah. If you put those together, it, it disappears. Um, quite. Well, literally. that's
0: just like some. That's some like ghost. We just got stuff. A, We just like, got
2: like a PhD class in
1: <laughs> sound, and I'm afraid I'm going to fail the test. I have to go back and listen to all the notes. But yeah. one, one last yeah. thing, Roger. I wanted to, We wanted to uh, ask about. People may not realize is. You got you actually practice this craft in a sense. You have a band. What not you tell us a little bit about your band?
2: Oh sure. Um, an artist, Liz Painter. She's from uh, New Mexico. She's come down here for an extended period, and we've been doing some recording. So we play we play together in a band called Cloud Painter. Uh, we had a show Friday, um, local venue here, Monterey Court. We played at Governor's Island in New York City uh, a couple of weeks ago and, um, we have another show this weekend. So, uh, and then we get a little break. Um, and you know, we, we go into the studio, we try all these different ideas with the microphones. So it, it gives us a chance to use the stuff in practice. Um, yeah, we're having a great time doing it now. Our single came out, um, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and then we have some more material coming out soon. It's, it's called cloud painter. Um, you can find us at cloudpaintermusic.com and on Instagram and and, and Facebook as well. And um, yeah, we're having a great time.
0: And for those of you and, who are watching the, on yeah. Amazon, it's down. Love Come Down yeah. is the single from Cloud Painter, and it's uh, featured right now on uh, on Amazon. You can listen to it on Amazon Music, and I'm sure on all of the places, Spotify, Apple music, right. uh, YouTube, all of the, uh, all of the places. But I just, I love Roger, this whole conversation, but you know, to, to this and just to put a button on our conversation as well. It's like you, um, you're a musician, right? You're a content creator. Right. Uh, you're not just somebody who's, you know, putting together uh, boxes and transistors. You're actually, you know, like doing it. You carry the bag. You you right. um, you know what podcasters uh, need, uh, what, what their struggles are, what their pain points are, what musicians need. Uh, you're constantly talking to people like Bootsy Collins and uh, all of these people who are a part of the cloud uh, family. And uh, so, you know, it's just just a tremendous honor to have someone Mm who, um, you know, is, is really just a legend in my opinion and many people's opinion, uh, in the audio industry. Um, and we just really appreciate you taking the time and just, you know, sharing your, uh, your wisdom. And to Jim's point, I think I'm going to have to listen to this five, six times to really fully get this class of, uh, of, of impedance and um, all, you know, yeah, like direction you know, it, and all of that good stuff. But. A little
2: bits at a, you know, little bits, it, it comes little bits at a time. I, you know, happy to have more conversations. I think that uh, just getting in there and practicing it. Um, real quick, when we were in New York, we recorded uh, Christine Cruda, and her, um, mm. her her band, her uh, Little Cruda is her orchestra. Uh, she's um, she's an arranger and the cellist for the Eagles. Her um, mm. her uh, one of the other uh, people in her band, the uh, violin players, is the uh, bandmaster for the Eagles. So they have, but they have their own group as well. And they were recording at the songwriter. We were at Antisocial Club Songwriting Camp, and we came and we were one of the sponsors. We did some of the sessions at some of the studios in New York City. We were in Brooklyn for this particular session at uh, Red Convertible Recording with, um, with Ricky um, Beretti. Um, and anyway, it was really it was really wild. We had a great time. We used seven Ribbon microphones to record the orchestra. Uh, but the centerpiece of it all was using the cloud in a mid-side configuration. And it was basically one mic like this. And, and one like this, and you point the directly the side null at the, the center of the source, and you use this for the center. And it's a, it's a really cool recording technique that utilizes all these things that we just talked about with phasing and the inverse of the audio on the, in the backside, because what you do is you take the, the side microphone here, and you make two tracks out of this, and this one microphone becomes your stereo image, you're, you're left and right, and the center becomes right in the middle. And then you take, in in post or on the way in, you take that negative side of the microphone and you flip it. So you have two positives. Now, if you sum that together in the center, the sound will completely vanish. But if you blend it with something coming from the center here, it creates this organically through wow. the phase relationship, creates a spatial stereo image. Oh. Um, that is just phenomenal which will literally put the violas over to the right and the cellos over to the left and and give you this stereo image in a way that you can't really get in any other way and it's much like the way our ears hear again Mm. it's, it's it's it comes back to how do we naturally hear music and hear things when we're standing in front of it and this mid side tech is very natural because our ears are the same way there's two sides and we're kind of inverted in phase over here and it's it's kind of like reproducing a human head, you know, <laughs> you know, and and wow. so we tried that with Christine and her her um her beautiful orchestra, and they were just blown away. They said that they ended up using the room mic, the mid side configuration, as like more than fifty percent of the sound of the whole orchestra, even though wow. we had close mics of clouds over. They okay. used a tiny bit of that in the mix, but mostly it was this mid side room configuration because what happens is is when you have the center mic here the sound wave comes if it's coming from the right side then it literally will phase cancel on the left side because we flip the phase and it'll push that image so that you literally hear what's going on on this side in the right this side on the left so It's my favorite way to record. We use it all the time. I use it as my go-to drum overheads. I use it sometimes for even just percussion, even just a shaker, just recording a shaker. I'll use the configuration because it makes it sound like you're in the room with it. You can hear it just, just the depth and the, and the, and the character that it brings is, is phenomenal. And that was really commonly used in the 1950s and 60s when stereo recordings first came out. And it's one of those things that has just sort of gotten lost along the way as we've entered this, this modern era. And so I want to bring the ribbon microphone back. I want people to just consider that it's time to rethink the ribbon because it's really one of the most powerful things that you can use and music production to bring a realism and a depth to your recordings. So, um,
0: Great stuff, man. I mean, that is, that's, I I have to, I have to see Hopefully, did you film that when you guys were doing uh, that? I'd love to see that.
2: So we're going to be, we've got a newsletter coming out. If you haven't already, everyone, if you go to cloudmicrophones.com, sign up for our newsletter. If you do it today, you might get to see this newsletter come out. I think it's coming out this week um and there is a little some video clips there and some audio clips of what we did in new york city with this mid-side configuration um killer so that that's a cool way to hear it but it, regardless i'll send you a clip um not to be shared uh, <laughs> just for your own ears to check out
0: awesome um, man awesome. i can't i can't wait roger this has been uh and i knew it would be awesome but I didn't know it would be this awesome. So, man, thank you so much. I knew for... it would be
2: this awesome with you guys, man. I love <laughs> hanging out with you guys. I could do this all day, all night. Let's man. do it. We Let's gotta... just roll. Let's just we're go get... six, when eight hours. When I roll hours. back into Atlanta sometime, we're going to have to hang out. So, oh, yeah. That's... Absolutely. That sounds awesome.
0: And uh, are you yeah. going to uh, to podcast movement at the... Uh, when is that? September?
2: August We're figuring out all November. of that out. Uh, we're not going to have a booth. We are sponsoring one of the... Something for the bags, something in the bag, yeah. or something. I think we're going to have a giveaway uh, contest or something. Cool. Um, I'm. St- are you going to be there? Yes, we'll be there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe so. We were thinking about maybe popping up there and just hanging out and without having a booth. It's you know not too I've far had from idea. you. What's that? Not too far from you. Not bad. No, not bad at all. I'll probably still fly, but um, you know, it's 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 a short hop. To Denver. Um, I've had this idea wouldn't it be fun to actually be able to go to one of these podcast conventions without being chained to a booth so that <laughs> right. I can actually see what it's <laughs> like to go to a podcast convention? <laughs> right. Well, so. if we're
0: there, Roger, you can just like, hey, I really want to go see this person. Hey, um, Chris, Jim, you guys cover the booth. I'm going, you know, and then we, we'd be we'd be happy to do that. You may be missing a ribbon microphone when you get back, but we'd be happy to. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. Man.
2: Well, it was Ladies a real and pleasure. An honor yeah. to be on your show, too. You've done great with this show, and I love what thank you're you, doing. Uh, I you. definitely want to support. And, um, you know, thank you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate it. That was awesome. awesome. Thank, for, thank you so much, Roger.
1: Me.
0: And for everybody who joined us, Ben and Phil and Gina, Matthew, what's up? Um, sorry, we didn't we didn't get to everyone's uh, uh, questions. Uh, we were too busy nerding out with the audio legend uh, Roger Cloud. So make sure you go to CloudMicrophones.com, sign up for the uh, the newsletter, check out a CloudLifter, and uh, as always, don't fear the gear.
1: Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode.
0: We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow DealCasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else.
1: If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.